Hey everybody, welcome to the Fusion Students Podcast. If you have any questions or want to get connected with us, you can check us out on social media at Fusion Students KPT. Enjoy today's message. Welcome to week one of our new series, Emoji Romance. Um, so before I introduce, or let them, I guess, introduce themselves to you, um, we do have a question box over here. Uh, anytime you want to put an anonymous question, a question with your name on it, um, whatever you want uh, about anything that has to do with with this topic, um, this is going to be a series, probably one like you've never really experienced uh, with uh, love, sex, and dating. Um, so I know your age, you've got tons of questions. Um, so the first Sunday of March, when Kid Stuff is up here and we're in uh, the other building, uh, we're going to do a full-out uh, sky's the limit question and answer. Uh, you'll be talking to me and Kayla, and I think Lauren and Aiden are planning to come back. Um, so you can you can direct questions to any one of us, um, or it can just be a a general general question that you've always wondered. But uh, sky will be the like you, unless it's just really really dumb or inappropriate. It'll be it'll be answered. Sound good? All right, so this is Lauren and Aiden. Uh, they're going to tell you a little bit about themselves, a little bit of their story, uh, just to start us off. And then we're going to kind of, uh, if time allows, ask them a couple questions uh, now. So, Lauren? I'm Lauren, and um, I've been at Harvest since, actually, I was born the same year that Harvest was created. And um, Harvest started out in my basement, actually. <laughs> And um, so I've grown up with all the values that Harvest teaches and all the values that my parents taught me. And um, I was saved at the age of six. And so I grew up in a Christian family. Um, I was taught Christian values, and I really didn't have any trouble until I reached high school. And high school is really hard, let's just face it. And... um, So whenever I got to high school, I made a lot of new friends, and um, I got a boyfriend, and that relationship lasted for a total of three years. And um, so I should have known that this relationship wasn't good for me whenever this guy cheated on me the first month that we were dating. But um, I didn't... I just forgave him because he was very manipulative and um, I forgave him and I was scared to leave him because um, I was scared of being alone and not being able um, to get another boyfriend. So he continued to cheat on me and this relationship continued um, to be that way. And I got into things with him that I shouldn't have gotten into. Um, and our relationship went places that it shouldn't have gone. Um, and finally, my mom caught on to this, and she put her foot down, and she ended it. And so um, he was very controlling, as I said, and he even threatened to harm himself a couple times. So. I continued this relationship behind her back for actually over a year. She didn't know about it. And um, it was actually a very hard time for me. I felt really alone, and I didn't understand this. Um, 
And so eventually she caught on to my secret relationship with him and she took away everything from me. She took away my phone, my car. She actually signed me out of school one day. I was in school and they called me out and I was like, yes, my mom signed me out of school. And then she got me in the car and she was like, your life is over. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so she took everything away from me and she actually almost kicked me out, but my, she made a call to my dad and he was like, okay, I need to come home and stop this. So um, it, was, it created a lot of problems in my family and um, it broke me away from my family a lot and it broke the trust between me and my parents and that was really hard for me. And so um, for a while I was just very alone and I remember one day she sat me down. She sat me down a lot of days and had talks with me. But she sat me down one day and she said, Lauren, I'm going to change all your passwords. One, because she wanted to be able to tell what I was doing. But she changed all my passwords to Grace. And I never knew what that meant. And I was like, okay, that's weird, but okay. And so um, I went along. And for a couple months, I just kept dating a couple guys, like going out with guys, because I had this emptiness inside of me, and I was trying to fill it with a boyfriend because I always thought that I needed that, and that was what I needed, and um, it didn't work because that's not what I needed. And um, finally, my mom sat me down again, and she said, Lauren, just don't talk to anybody for at least two weeks. And the next person that you find make sure that they don't need you. Make sure that they don't need you in their lives and they don't have a broken home life and that they're not needing you to fix them. And so I did what she said and I didn't talk to anybody for about two weeks. And um, it was right at the end of two weeks, I went to a youth group in Bristol and Aiden was leading worship there. And... Um, we started talking and hanging out as friends, and um, we started to like each other. And so I wasn't fully able to have relief that this, was go that this relationship was gonna work out because the fear of my past and the fear of all the things that I've done, um, it kept on creeping up on me, and I just, I didn't think that he would like me anymore after he knew all of that. And so one day I just sat him down and I talked to him and um, I was like, Aiden, this is my past. And I told him everything. I told him everything I've done with my past relationship, the places that I've gone there that weren't right for me to do, the things that I've done that weren't right for me to do. And he said to me, Lauren, I forgive you, and I still think you're beautiful just like God does, and um, that's in the past, and it's not going to affect the way I look at you. And right then was when I knew what grace meant, and I kind of just like, I was like, okay, so that didn't go completely downhill. Why did that not happen? And so 
that's when I realized what grace meant and why mom told me that um, grace would have a big meaning in my life because God's grace is the same exact way. It, he forgives you for all of those things that you've done and he still sees you as beautiful and he, he knows all the things that you think in your head that no one else will ever know. He knows everything and he still thinks you're beautiful. And I just, at the time of my life, um, where I was in that relationship that wasn't healthy, I just, I didn't think that God could ever forgive me. I didn't think that I was loved by God. I thought that he was mad at me. And every time I would go to church, I would feel ashamed. And um, I wouldn't listen because I would sit there the whole time and the devil would tell me that um, God doesn't love me and he would never forgive me for all the things that I've done. And then right then, whenever this guy that was so godly and every time I was with him that he um, strengthened my relationship with God, I thought I would lose him right when I told him about my past, but he told me that I was still beautiful and he would forgive me for all of that. And that's when I knew that that's what God does for us and that's what a relationship should look like. So uh, I'm Aiden, and I have to follow that. Um, <laughs> Lauren's incredible. Um, but for me, uh, my story is definitely a little bit different, and so I wanted to take this time to share a little bit of my story, and uh, inevitably it's going to turn into me preaching a little bit, so I'm sorry about that. Um, but for me, um, I was saved at a very young age. My, my home life was very similar to Lauren's, um, just parents who really strengthened me spiritually. And I was grown, grown up teaching and um, being taught these ways. Um, and my relationship with Christ was very strong going into high school. And I had this picture in my head of being set apart and doing stuff different. I was like, all my friends, like, I've seen them go to high school and just change who they are. And I want to be something different. And I didn't really know why, and I didn't really know what that looked like. And through high school, I got involved with FCA and ended up being the president of FCA at Tennessee High and would be speaking a lot, and I played soccer there. Um, and throughout high school, my walk was very different than a lot of my friends, and I never went to parties, never did any of that sort of thing. And I was always wondering what, why that was and kind of like what the end goal was. And, and in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm chasing Jesus, and this stuff is just a distraction. And then there was one point um, in my junior year, I started talking to this one girl, and it kind of turned into a little something more. We started liking each other, ended up dating um, for a little less than a year. And in that time frame, I realized that every area that I was trying to be set apart with, I was still set apart, but I wasn't able to influence others. I, was, I wasn't able to talk to others. And I felt throughout that time myself being more distracted. I didn't want to go to FCA even. I was supposed to be the president, supposed to be thinking I didn't even want to go. Um, didn't want to go to FCA, was distracted. I felt like I wasn't close to God. I wouldn't read my Bible. I wouldn't even pick it up, and it got dusty on the shelf. Um, and then um, that relationship ended. It was, at the moment, it was really hard. Um, this person cheated on me with one of my best friends. Um, and at that moment, I was like, God, like, why are you doing this to me? And then I realized, looking back, um, the grace that God had towards me and getting me out of that situation um, and looking back, one thing that I've kind of learned so much from that is also in that time was around the same time period I first met Lauren as, as friends, um, and we grew closer um, and closer and then started dating. What I realized is 
Paul talks about our Christian walk being like a race. Um, and he talks about different ways that we should run. And in looking at that, I've, I've compared that to relationships a lot because when we're in a race, our goal is the finish line, right? See, we're going after that with everything we got. But picture this. Say Usain Bolt, fastest guy in the world, right? Say he told people, he's like, all right, I'm going to take Lauren Patterson and I'm going to make her the fastest person in the world. And Lauren's fast, don't get me wrong, but she's not Usain Bolt. And he said, he said, I'm going to make her the fastest person in the world. Watch this. I'm going to tie one of her legs to my leg, one of her arms to my, my arm, and we're just going to go and take off. That's ridiculous, right? All that would happen was that would hurt Lauren, yank her arm out of socket, and Usain Bolt would not be the fastest guy in the world anymore. And that's what happens a lot of times to us <laughs> is we're running this race towards Christ, towards God. We set this idea in our heads, but then we get distracted by somebody or something that's outside of that. And when I look at it, I think the picture of what a real relationship, a godly relationship should be, is just this dedicated sprint towards Christ. And when you're all in for that, he'll put somebody alongside of you that's running in the same place as you and at the same pace as you. And so those are two big things to remember, that he'll put someone running alongside of you that you can join together and be like, wow, you're as fast as me. Oh, you're going ahead a little bit? Oh, I'm catching up. We're pushing each other. And so the idea of being with somebody that you're not dragging or isn't dragging you spiritually was huge because in that I found that my eyes were off the finish line and going to the person that I was with. Um, and that brings me kind of to the second thing I wanted to talk about, which is relates pretty well with that is the idea of worship. There's a guy, John Wimber, um, and he says, you tell me what you spend your time, your energy, your money, and the majority of your thoughts on and I'll tell you what you worship. A lot of us, we have, this, we have this idea that worship is just singing two songs at church, and that's the only thing that worship is. But in reality, we're, we're humans made by God to worship. And so we're constantly worshiping something. And that's what he's saying by that quote. The thing that consumes us, that we care about more than anything, that we're most passionate about, that we're all about, that's what we're worshiping. And we can never stop worshiping as humans. We can just aim it at different places. And so the thing is, we were made by God to worship God. And when we worship something else, it will never fulfill our worship. So it's this idea that nothing else can carry the weight of our worship but God. So taking that back to what, what I was speaking of before, when we're running this race and we take our worship off God and put it onto somebody else, that will never fulfill us. That'll only leave us and them hurt and broken. And it can be, it doesn't have to be a person. It can be, for me, it's been times in my life where I've worshipped soccer. I love soccer. I play soccer at Lee University. There's been times where I've taken that focus and everything was about soccer and it just let me down. And so those are kind of two of my main things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, it says in Romans as well, um, Paul is talking in this Roman church and talking about different ways that they've fallen off. And they haven't been following him. And he says, you guys, like, you don't get it. He says, you exchanged, in verse, chapter 1, verse 25, he says, you've exchanged worship for the creator to worship of things he's created. And so I think that's something that's huge as we talk about relationships. Um, in Lauren and I's story, it took us both being at a place um, of brokenness and rededication and refocus on Christ where we weren't 
I wasn't looking for Lauren, and she wasn't looking for me. We were both looking for Jesus and chasing after him, and he set us at a place where we were running alongside each other at the same pace. And so I think that's something that's huge for you guys, um, especially, and I wish somebody had told me that beforehand because I had this awesome idea when I was younger that, like, oh, my goodness, like, this girl, I'm just going to grab her, and she's going to be, like, the best, and I'm just going to take her, and we're going, and... <laughs> And it was, just, it was just very flawed reasoning and logic by me. Um, but so that's kind of a bit of our story and what um, I wanted to share with you. And then real quickly before we do questions and such, I wanted to give a quick kind of word um, to the girls and to the guys, um, just from my perspective, kind of a challenge and kind of a word for you guys. So for the guys, um, Paul additionally, one of the things he talks about in his writings is he says when he was a child, he thought like a child and acted like a child and reasoned like a child. But then he said, but then I became a man and I left my childish ways behind me. And I think a lot of people think of childhood or being a boy versus being a man of just a thing about age. But it's not. Because we're, we're in a world where there's a lot of grown men that are little boys because of the way that they interact and respect women and people around them. Um, but I see you guys out here, and I see you guys that maybe society in the world thinks of you as boys because of your age, but you guys can be men right now um, in the way that you love God and the way that you love people and respect the women around you. Because it's not easy. Culture tells you that, that respecting women is not a big deal, but I promise you that's a huge aspect of being a man, and that doesn't have to wait. I see you guys are capable and able and at a point now where you guys can be men and be set apart and be difference makers. Um, and so girls going to you guys, I wanted to speak some truth over you and the fact of know what your identity is. There's this guy, he's a Swiss psychiatrist, um, a guy named Carl Jung. And he uh, had a lot of crazy thoughts and crazy things he said. It was a little wonky. But one of the things he said was, the world will ask you who you are. And if you don't know the answer, the world will tell you. And we're in, we're in a society and culture like I've been talking about where the world speaks these things, especially over young women, telling them what they have to be and what they are in regards to looks and what they wear and how they act and that they have to have a boyfriend, they have to do this and that sort of thing. But I want you guys to know that your identity more than anything is created in the image of God as his children, as his daughters who our princesses, and he loves you and has so much value on you. Um, so I want to encourage you guys to know your identity and know your worth, and don't mess around with any boys who do not know your worth and will not respect you. Um, instead, focus on Christ, and he'll put a man in your life. So that's my two cents. Thank you. Thank you, guys. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing your stories. That's some really incredible truth. Um, and coming out of that, Aiden, you talking about respect and love and who and what we worship. And Lauren here and you talking about sort of being tied up in something that was so manipulative and controlling. I think when, when we're in that state and when that person becomes sort of our worship, we become very blinded by truth. And we don't actually know where they're leading us until we're there and we're in trouble and we've made choices we wish we hadn't have made. And now getting to walk life closely with you and watching your relationship with Aiden and hearing stories 
of how different it is with him and how he loves and respects you and priorities. And tell me a little bit, looking back now, now that you're out of that other situation and now that you are in a God-honoring relationship, what does that look like? What are those differences? Where is Aiden leading you versus where you were led before? Um, before, it was more like um, he knew all the right words to say. Um, and a guy, some guys really know how to talk to you. Like, they'll say they love you. They'll say um, whatever to you to make you feel like they're the only guy in the world and that you're so loved. But Aiden, he doesn't say all the right words. He does all the right actions. And um, I never have to even ask anything of him, like, Last night, that makes me laugh because last night he sent me a picture of himself and he was pumping air in my tires because he drove my car home and he was outside in the cold doing that because he wanted me to be safe. And in my relationship before, even if I asked him to do that, he would be like, no, it's too cold outside. I'm not doing that. Just, um, and I really, it's the way I feel. I just felt like whenever I would be cheated on in my past relationship that I wasn't um, fulfilling what he needed and I wasn't being good enough for him. Um, And it was my fault that he cheated on me. But in reality, it wasn't. And Aiden always makes me feel better than I've ever, like happier than I've ever been. And I don't have to do anything. And... That's just the main difference. Um, it's about the actions instead of the words, just seeing that. So, Aiden, what's, uh, what, do you, what goes through your mind, like, I don't know, as, as you try to build up, Lauren, like, how does that, how does that look? Um, maybe even share a little bit about, like, um, how you treat during maybe a disagreement or, or an argument. Is it just, like, putting down, or do you have disagreements, like, uh, while still trying to to build up, so kind of kind of speak on what it looks like to to I guess be a man and how to treat uh, a woman. Absolutely. Well, first, I mean, Lauren's way out of my league, so I'm I'm just trying hard to keep her. I mean, that's pretty obvious. Um, but I'd say in regards to valuing her and respecting her and the way I treat her, the biggest thing um, is kind of understanding that. She, being with Lauren is not something to be taken for granted, but instead it's something that where we push each other spiritually, it's something that is really good and that I have the unique privilege um, and opportunity to build her up and speak life into her. Knowing what I know about her, knowing every part of her, I can speak life into her and push her in ways that no one else can. Um, I think also just kind of the idea of I have so much respect for her. And out of that respect, I'm able to act like the actions that she's talking about. Um, the actions, they don't come from a place of infatuation or lust or just like, I want to do something for her to get something in return. But it's like, wow, like she is such a special individual that I respect so much. Um, and she has so much value placed on her from God that I just want to cherish her and treat her in every way that I can with respect. And then... Also, talking about disagreements, I think the biggest thing is that we're a team. Uh, that's kind of what we talk about all the time. Is, and we, 
we disagree on things all the time. But it's the idea of when we approach those disagreements that we are a team and that our goal is us versus the problem, essentially. And so in that, when we have disagreements, um, communication is just huge as far as the way that we talk to each other and the tone that we talk to. Because there's been times where I've never said a word that's unkind or bringing Lauren down, but she's like, hey, Aiden, like, I don't like the tone that you were talking to me. That was hurtful. And so it's just kind of this constant back and forth that, like, realizing that we're not doing anything to hurt each other on purpose. And if any th things get hurt accidentally, to be able to communicate those things clearly and work on those right away um, with respect. Um, and I know how much she respects and values me, and that's part of it. That mutual respect is huge. And going off the, the respect thing, I'll just interject one thing. Um, it's like for, we don't really have fight rules, but one fight rule that I have put in for myself, and I don't know if I'll make it my entire life with, with obeying it, but I'm, significant, I'm a very large human, and I'm significantly larger than her. So no matter how intense things may get with, with words, we might say something, uh, hurtful that we go back and apologize with, but I do everything I can not to raise my voice because when I raise my voice, my size magnifies. Does that make sense? She's just, just building off of, of that respect because uh, fights happen. We're all human um, and nobody up here is trying to say that we're all perfect, perfect, but that's just, you know, that R word, the respect word of of how can I respect even through disagreements is huge. Yeah, that's good. I think that is important in our relationship. And the fact that he chooses to so cherish my heart and my mind and what I'm thinking in those moments, even if we're disagreeing, that's, that's what that should look like. Um, good stuff, guys. Thank you. And, you know, we talked about grace and... The grace of God is so incredibly sufficient, and I'm so grateful for that in my life. Um, but why is it important still to make these choices of integrity and purity? And, you know, I think sometimes our minds can go to, well, if there's grace to cover this, then why is it important? Because right now I feel like doing this, you know, and later there's going to be grace. Why is it still important to make those choices um, in your life? Absolutely. I think that's a huge question that I, I know I've experienced, wrestled with a lot. And I know this is, this is a lot to ask you, and it, it, would, it would take a lot to uh, kind of digest this and break this down. But if you get a chance, read Romans 4, 5 through 7. Um, Paul addresses this in a big way, especially in Romans 6. He says, but, if grace is, but should we go on sinning just so grace increases? This idea that God's grace for us is never going to run out. So that's, that's impossible. We can, no, there's no place we can go that his love won't pursue us and his grace won't pursue us. But then Paul kind of asks the question, like, if that's the case, then why even try? Um, but I think there's, there's quite a few reasons. Um, one, which is very just kind of simple and, and baseline, is that just because God forgives you and there, the grace extends there doesn't mean there's not going to be repercussions of your actions still. Um, and that's huge. I think a lot of people don't realize that. It's kind of this idea that, like, I can do whatever I want, and God's not going to let anything bad to happen to me because of my grace, because of the grace he has for me. Um, but we're in a sinful, broken world, and there is still repercussions and consequences 
for actions that we have that are outside of the will of God. So that's, that's one big thing. Um, and another thing for me is um, we are representatives of God when we call ourselves Christian. And the idea that because of what he's done for us, and if we realize how broken we are and how much we need his grace, when we realize that, it kind of flows from inside of us this idea of obedience to him. It's not legalism, which means just following a set of rules, but it's just, wow, Jesus loves me so much, and he did all this for me, even though I mess up all the time, I just want to serve him. I want to obey him. Um, He knows what's best for me, and I want to follow what he has to say. Um, So those are two big reasons. I know Lauren has thoughts on it, too. Um, Grace is obviously um, really big for me. I'm very thankful for God's grace, and that he forgives me every day and that Aiden forgives me too. Um, I actually have a tattoo that says grace. Um, But like he said, if you think about it, um, God, Jesus died for us and he went through suffering for us. So if you think about that, if he went through that for us, and you think, well, I can make one decision, like, I have grace. But would you want to do that for since Jesus went through all that suffering? And if you really have him in your heart, that just hurts you, you know? And another thing is some people think, oh, I can make one bad decision, and it's okay. But um, one bad decision is what I thought I was making and I just kept on, and I lived a life of sin, and it feels like you're trapped whenever you get into that um, life of sin, and it all started with one decision that you thought would be washed away by grace, Um, and God doesn't want you to feel alone like that. He doesn't want you to get into that place, so that's another reason. I can see the joy in Aiden's eyes, but I thought he was going to be like, Paul said no, just dropped the mic with the grace question. Uh, but I guess kind of, this might be kind of close to the question you just answered. If it is, just kind of reword something. But uh, so what would you say uh, to a young man or a young woman or, or vice versa um, that is in the, in the process of maybe being in a mistake or maybe... Uh, thinking that, man, I really want to do this. Um, you know, what is it, what does it really matter? Um, so what, what would you say to a young man or a young woman that's, that's in that situation now, uh, to where they're deciding whether or not to, uh, you know, break, break the integrity rules per se that, that God has placed on us. Integrity um, rules. Was that good? Sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, like I just said, it's one bad decision can lead can lead to a life of sin, and that's just a very empty feeling. Um, but another thing I'd say to him is just that that decision will be with you forever. And even though God's grace um, washes that away, that it'll always be with you. And um, that's really hard, and it's something that. I and many others have struggled with that I know um, just as tempting as one decision may sound I think that one decision c- 
could really leave an impact, a lifetime impact on you. So um, that's probably what I'd say. I agree with that completely. And I would also say something that, I mean, I could have told myself this a million times and still made poor decisions, but God's way is so much better, guys. Like at the end of the day, this so much the richness of joy and fulfillment that comes from God's way is just incredible. Um, and I've had a lot of times in my life where my heart was broken and I felt broken and I felt not worthy of God's love and God's grace. Um, and it took a lot of, I guess, mistakes in my life um, before I really got it right and before I realized and um, appreciated the goodness of what God's plans are for us because um, he, he adores us and he wants the best for us. Um, his, uh, when, when we think about what God's plans are for his life, like why would somebody die on the cross for us and go through all that suffering and pain if he wanted us to be miserable? What his, his directions and these, these things that we perceive as rules, um, his guidance for us and his guidelines for us are for our good. <laughs> he has them um, for our fulfillment and for our joy and for his glory. Um, so it's kind of a realization that to appreciate what he has lined up for us to act like and behave like rather than see it as oppressive. And I think when we're in sin and when we're making decisions that go against it, it's easy for us to mentally think, oh, wow, like, oh, these are just a bunch of rules. Like, this doesn't mean anything. I can't stand this. But when we take a step back and realize everything he's done for that, us, we can put into perspective um, that his plans and guidelines and boundaries are for our good um, and are to protect us. So. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Uh, so, you know, in the, in the last series, uh, we really talked about, um, I, I left you with the question of who do you want to be? Um, Aiden talked about running the race and, and gave a great illustration uh, with that. So when it comes down to it in this whole series, I don't want to give you I don't I don't want to give you a bunch of do's and don'ts. That's that's not what I want to do. That's what they did when they when when I was your age. Uh, just told you don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Sign this pledge that that you won't do intimate things with with a boy or a girl until you're until you're married. And so it was just, that was all that was just driven in our head. But that's not what, that's not what this series is going to be about. I want, and it's just so fitting that, that Bud's in a heartbeat series, because that's what, that's what relationships come down to. Who's your heart beating with? Uh, is it beating with the heartbeat of God? Or is your entire attention going out to, to something that you may or may not need? And so that's, that's the whole goal of this series because I think a lot of times we, we get so trapped into this, well, I don't have a great testimony because I didn't do anything wrong. But that's, that's the best testimony that you should shoot for because at this very moment, no matter what we've done as these people on stage, uh, no matter what's in our past, we're hoping that in 10 years we can look back and say, for the last 10 years, my testimony has been I've run the race with God at his speed, focused on him, and the integrity that, that has come out of that has made so much of an impact on those that have been around us. So does that make sense? Are you tracking with us? Just, just tell Lauren and Aiden thank you. Give them a round of applause. Uh, they will be back. 
Uh, they will probably be guests on our podcast that will be launching shortly. This will be the first podcast episode. Uh, so hey to all y'all listeners out there. Uh, like I said, they'll be joining us back on March 1st. Uh, so please, if you have a question, anything, like for real, anything uh, for them, for us, uh, for another adult, or just a random question that you just have, um, feel free to ask it. Uh, because we want to give you the tools uh, to just be able to set up here on stage in five, ten years and just be like, look, I decided on February 10th, 2019 to live my life like this, and this is what it looks like. Because we don't care. Like, I'll be real with you. We don't care what you did yesterday. We don't care what you did the day before. I care about what you do today and tomorrow and the next day. All right. Do y'all have anything that you're like, oh, man, I wish I'd have said that? Because this is your chance. One thing I want to say is, and I just thought of this last night, um, I want to say that when I was in high school, um, I was always worried about what everybody else thought, and I know that's huge. Um, In high school especially, um, I always worried about how many likes I got on my pictures and how many followers, and if this girl got more likes that she was prettier than me. And I spent all of my time worrying about that. Like, it consumed me. And um, one thing that I want to tell you is that I don't, you shouldn't worry about what other people think because the God that created the whole universe thinks that you're beautiful. So that's much more amazing than any number of likes you can get on your pictures. So. And for me, just echoing that and then thank you to Kayla and Ara for having us we so excited to be here and the last thing I'll leave you with is even if it says grace don't get a tattoo unless your parents say say you can okay so that's that's all my thank mom you, went Aiden. with me so, <laughs> so Aiden uh, didn't you have her write out why that she would want grace yeah tell, I, tell us about I that <laughs> actually my mom was totally okay with it and Aiden was the one that was like uh hold on (laughs) wait (laughs) Lauren has an an incredible heart and good ideas but once she has an idea in her head it's like all right we're doing this today right now and so I said she gets that from her mom yeah exactly I made her think about it for like three months and write a little bit about why she wanted it and not for like she didn't have to do that but just for her own I guess viewing of it and thinking about it and it's awesome so cool it's on her twitter maybe yeah. At well, I don't know what your Twitter is, but if Lauren you go there, Nicole there's a whole article one? kind of about why she has grace, and it's kind of echoing her story. It's awesome. It's beautiful. And if y'all want to follow them, uh, we tag them on uh, our social media, Fusion Students KPT. So follow them and ask them questions, and then we'll close this up. And y'all can hang out with them for a little bit. And, all right. God, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity just to come here and and God, just uh, just hear some some great acts of of just your love, God, and just your grace, just covering us. And uh, so, thank you for Lord and Aiden and and what they're uh, doing and or what you're doing in their lives, God. I thank you for their willingness to come here and speak to us. And and God, just I pray you to be with each student here today, and and even those that aren't, God, just uh, uh, show them your heartbeat, God. Just uh, uh, show them how to just seek after you, God. Just place that re- desire on them. And uh, God, just to thank you for who you are. We worship you. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you've enjoyed listening, be sure to hit the subscribe button and rate and review the podcast. 
And hey, 6th through 12th graders, if you'd like to come hang out with us, we're at Harvest Community Church every Sunday morning at 1130. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you again next week.